for the week of January 17th, 2021. This is Mojo Weekly. I am John. What imprudence, you human being. Face your trial by God. It's Josh. And here is your news. Josh, for the first time in weeks, we actually have some news. We have, Dude, we're, I am so excited for news. Jeez. Uh, so there was an announcement earlier in the week about LucasArts uh, gaming, you know, Lucasfilm games coming back, right? And, yep. uh, and, and it's basically a label under which they will be commissioning uh, games. And so we're going to talk about a couple of those. The first one, first surprise reveal was uh, from Bethesda. Mm. Going to be, uh, they were teasing a new Indiana Jones game <laughs> featuring a brand new original story. And uh, this will come to us from Machine Games, uh, who previously worked on Wolfenstein, The New Order, which is a pretty good game. Nice. Uh, nice. So so they didn't show a full trailer, but it was a video teasing the upcoming adventure, uh, and it's being executive produced by Bethesda's Todd Howard. So the first teaser video was shared on Bethesda's Twitter with a follow-up tweet saying a new Indiana Jones game with an original stories in development from our studio machine games and will be executive produced by Todd Howard. Pretty much everything I just told you um, in Thanks. collaboration with Lucasfilm games. It'll be some time before we have more to reveal, but we're very excited to share today's news. Right on. You know, the only Indiana Jones game I ever played was Indiana Jones and the temple of doom on the Atari 2600. And, uh, I, ha I was a kid. I was fuck probably seven, eight years old. I had no idea how to play the game. Cause somebody just gave me the cartridge, but had nice. I, had I the, uh, instruction manual, I would have known that you actually need both controllers to play it because you can only wander around with, uh, the, the player one controller and you need the player two joystick to like select the items and stuff. Oh, that's brilliant. So as Little. a kid, as a kid, I was baffled. I was like, I don't understand what the fuck's going on here. I could only get to like the third screen. Uh, I hated it. I was so pissed. Was that like a, a real, real quick job port of the arcade game? Because that arcade game was also very, very wonky. I remember you have to like hop from platform to platform and you're kind of just like, what am I supposed to do here? It just um, like plops you in the middle of the game. I have no was, idea. This, this was like a top down adventure. And I remember oh. you started on the top of the screen and then you'd go down, you'd, you know, wander through whatever. And then you get right. to the next, the, you know, it would flip over to the next screen and then there'd be like snakes running around that you'd have to avoid and come down. I, I could never figure it out, man. Uh, it, it, it was huh. super annoying to me as a kid. And it wasn't until I was an adult. I think I was probably at like Midwest Gaming Classic or something. And somebody yeah. was somebody was playing it and showing me how to play it. And I was like, holy fuck, I could never figure this out. Right. So 20 years later, I figured it out. Um, the other, uh, big Lucasfilm games, uh, announcement was Ubisoft and, uh, massive entertainment, massive entertainment. Uh, uh, they're, they're the folks who worked on the division. Um, mm -hmm. so they are working on an open world star Wars game development on the new title is still very early and uh, massive entertainment is still recruiting staff for the project. Um, the lead on the game, the director will be Julian Garrity and, uh, uh, worked out was, was also the lead on the division two. So interesting about this, Josh, is this is the first star Wars game not developed by EA in over eight years. Yeah. And I understand fully that Ubisoft is very much so not EA, but 
you forgive me if I'm not going to sit and hold my breath and think, oh, a Star Wars open world game is finally being developed because knowing Disney, knowing LucasArts, three years down the road, it'll be canceled. So <laughs> this is I've heard this all before. I understand EA is a, a shit company and they're they're constantly canceling their own work and stuff. But this has all happened already. This is like the second time in six years we've heard about an open world Star Wars game. And um, once it's out, once it's actually released and we don't get, quote unquote, cyberpunked, then perhaps Whoa. I'll. Oh, uh, maybe I'll be excited. This is just uh, a lot of people are stoked about it, but I, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna remain skeptical, my friend. Yeah. So uh, Disney Global Games and Interactive Experience uh, Senior Vice President Sean Chopaw said that EA has been and will continue to be a very strategic and important partner for us now and going forward. But we did feel like there's room for others, and boy oh boy, do I agree with that. <clears throat> so ultimately. Uh, Lucasfilm Games has final approval over everything. And uh, they say, we've got no shortage of folks knocking on our door, wanting to play with our toys. Nice. Uh, Well, cool. So speaking of toys, uh, the new Pokemon Snap game, which we talked about several months ago. Yeah. uh, Announced that it will be launching on April 30th for 60 bucks. Hell yeah. I'm I'm stoked. Sign me up. I'll pre-order that bad boy. So according to the press release, uh, it's going to be called New Pokemon Snap, which is hate that beautiful title. Uh, yeah. Presents a fun twist on a Pokemon adventure with an enchanting gameplay that lets players see some of their favorite Pokemon in a different light. This new game is a fun addition to the strong lineup of Pokemon titles available on the Switch, etc., etc. Um, in new Pokemon snap players will take the role of a budding Pokemon photographer and work with, work with the lentil region expert, professor mirror and his assistant Rita on an ecological survey to photograph Pokemon thriving in nature. Hmm. So yeah, you're going to, professor mirror is going to evaluate and score your pictures, uh, based on the subjects poses, how large they appear, you know, all that Pokemon snap business. Yeah, uh, Nintendo yeah. again a sequel, a, finally a sequel to their their famous arcade style rail gunning shooting game. I'm very excited about it, where you're judged by every precision shot that you're able to pull off. It's, dude, I'm I'm stoked. This and uh, this and uh, Sin and Punishment are my two favorite uh, <laughs> N64 games. Yeah, so man. here we go. Sin and Punishment was the shit. We should make that our game spotlight at some point. We definitely should. Um, and then our final bit of news, I just wanted to throw this in here because I'm a big Dragon Quest fan. Um, Dragon Quest Tact launches on January 27th in our region, in the West. So hmm. you, you will be able to befriend, train, and lead a team of monsters to victory. Uh, it will launch on the iOS and uh, Android platforms on January 27th, Square <laughs> Enix. Uh, and developer aiming announced uh, pre-registration is available now. So if you go to your Google play or app store, uh, you can actually find the title and uh, pre kind of preload it or whatever. So when it comes out, it'll automatically download on your phone. And I did that the other day cause I love dragon quest nice. and uh, for a limited time, King slime early access bonus will be available to all players at launch. So here's a little overview of the game. Because I know you're just dying to know more. I'm buckled in. 
You'll befriend, train, and lead a team of monsters to victory. Recruit a colorful cast of characters from the legendary Dragon Quest series and experience monstrously strategic combat. You will build the ultimate monster team by assembling a roster of monsters, both cuddly and terrifying. You'll train, equip, and customize them to make your very own. You'll outwit your enemies in battle, orchestrate your monster's movement in a pocket-sized tactical experience. Pick up and play controls and deep tactical elements give experts and newcomers something to enjoy. Uh, etc. You get it. You get it. It's a tactical game. It's Dragon Quest Tactics with Dragon Quest Monsters. Well, as long as your phone is uh, buzzing and, 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 and ringing and making beautiful sounds and you're enjoying it, then more power to you, my friend. More power to you, indeed. That's it for our news. What? What? Let's get to the new releases. Josh, we've got a whopping two games that we're going to talk about today. Oh, my God. So the drought continues. Uh, first up, we've got Hitman 3 for all consoles. Uh, I mean, and I'm talking all. We got the... Uh, we got the... the we on there? I'm going to say it this I, time. Uh, so we got all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes. We got the Switch, the Stadia, the PC, everything comes out this week. Is that and, a new game or is that a re-release of Hitman Three? I, I feel like there's been more than three Hitman games. Yeah, I, I do. Well, I mean, they rebooted the series, right? Um, so uh, I, I think this might be new for the the new uh, the new generation of Hitman. Wow. Wow. Um, and then uh, Ride Four is coming out to next gen consoles, the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series. Wow, ride four. Yeah. So, uh, nothing, nothing for me this week, man. Nothing for me. No, no, I'm not too excited. I, I Scott Pilgrim versus the World, uh, the game, the beat 'em up classic came out last week, so that's pretty awesome. You can get that on Switch and your PS and your Xboxes and whatnot. But, um, are we ready for the the game spotlight? It is time. Are we Do spotlighting? It. All right. Game Spotlight. So this kind of just hit me, um, man, and, and it was because uh, the Shadow of the Tomb Raider is uh, was released on the PlayStation Plus. You can get it for free on your PS4, I believe PS5s too. I actually don't know, but yeah. Um, so so I wound up getting it installed, and I was going to check it out this week. I have not played it yet. I've never played it. Matter of fact, the Tomb Raider series and I, uh, it's this long, beautiful, and yet awful series at times um, <laughs> that's spawned what like 25 years now 25 year long legacy of the tomb raider games um you know between digital concepts idos now squaresoft like a lot of really heavy hitters as far as development it's one of those games you consider a triple a title yeah um and it's like man it got me thinking about the tomb raider even the movies you know i enjoyed the angelina jolie movies like i thought they were fun popcorn flicks stupid you know whatever but still and entertaining movies they weren't they didn't super mario it they didn't street fighter it you know <laughs> yeah, yeah better than that um and they they did the one and the two and then you know just kind of moved on and and there's all sorts of different things and the whole legacy of the series is is pretty epic like it's one of those like holy shit tomb raider is a big deal if you can get tomb raider on your console yeah that's a pretty big deal um and so it got me to pull out the <laughs> 1996 classic Tomb Raider one on the Sega Saturn. Whoa. That's the version I have. That's crazy. Yeah, I actually, I own Tomb Raider one on the Saturn. And then I actually have, for some reason, last revelation on the dreamcast, which I've yet to ever play. I've probably had it for 15 years and I don't think I've even tried it. 
Um, so I, I'm super a noob. You're going to have to fill in if you've played a lot of these games. Um, you're going to have to fill me in on some of them. I know there was a top-down Diablo-style shoot-em-up. Yeah, Wasn't there so, a running gun? Yeah, so... That was uh, pretty cool. That one was actually pretty fun, man. I can't remember. I think if I think that was on like PS4 the, and Xbox One, but uh, um, uh, wasn't that, that like that a, was pretty? Is fun. that the Guardian of Light or is it Temple of Osiris? I honestly uh, don't know. There's so many games in this series, I, I couldn't yeah. tell you which one's which. No, my um, my experience with Tomb Raider is like yours. It's pretty light. Um, I think back in the PS1 and Saturn days, I only rented the PS1 game, and I was put off immediately by the tank controls. Um, yeah. And then and then. Um, and then I don't think I played one again, really, until the top-down ones you're talking about. Um, and then I played Rise of the Tomb Raider, um, and which I which I loved. I mean, I was like, man, this is a really good Uncharted game, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, which Uncharted was a really good Tomb Raider game. So they kind of snake <laughs> snake eating its tail. But that's pretty much the extent of my Tomb Raiding experience. Yeah, Tomb Raider and Uncharted are very much like kind of, you know, they go hand in hand type games. If you enjoy the new Tomb Raiders, you'll enjoy the new Uncharted's. And if you enjoy the new Uncharted's, you'll, or the only Uncharted's, I assume, you you love the Tomb Raider games. Um, But the original Tomb Raider on the Sega Saturn. So a story, a little bit of backstory. When the N64 hit, um, I was, of course, a big TurboGrafx nerd. I waited. I waited until about 97 to jump into my next console generation, and I chose Saturn. I mean, shit, dude. When the Saturn in 97 and 98, uh, you could go home for $200 and have like a handful of really great games. Console, two controllers. I mean, I think I went home with like Knights, Street Fighter Alpha, um, Virtua Fighter 2. Obviously, the three-pack, Virtua Fighter 2, Virtua Cop, and Daytona USA. So yeah. I went home and I was like, this is amazing. My buddy spends spends two ninety nine on his N64 and an extra controller and Super Mario 64. Yeah. And that was it. And I was like... That's awesome. And man, that game looks groundbreaking and beautiful. But look at this pile of shit I got here. Like, I got <laughs> all this stuff. So I remember, like, um, the releases for the Saturn by 97 and 98 really kind of coming far and few between. But Tomb Raider, um, PlayStation was all up, hyped up on Tomb Raider. It was my, my buddy, my friends were either N64 guys or PlayStation guys. And one of my PlayStation guys is like, ah, wait till you see Tomb Raider. That'll make you buy a PlayStation. I said, hey, fuckface, guess what? <laughs> I got Tomb Raider right here on my Saturn. He's like, what? And then we like we, we played them both in one night. And I said, oh, I see the folly of my ways. <laughs> Tomb Raider on the Saturn is a is a far more stripped down version of it. But it is Tomb Raider. Yeah. And um, I, I don't have a ton of Tomb Raider knowledge. And I definitely can't sit and talk about it like you with Ghosts of Tsushima or something like that or Tsushima or whatever it's called. But I will say that there is a certain charm to the original Tomb Raider because it does things at a slow pace yeah. where it doesn't it does have the original tutorial area where you're dancing around in her uh, her mansion, you know, with the, the chef or whatever. And he's like, oh, now do this thing. And she's like, I'll do this thing. And you're kind of learning that way. Yeah. But the game does offer a real nice slow paced and sort of subtle way of getting you into the game where you're not just whipping out your guns and blowing away terrorists and monsters and bad guys and all sorts of stuff around every corner. Like I recall the original like cave area and the biggest, baddest monster you run into is a bear. (laughs) Yeah. That bear is terrifying. It takes like a hundred rounds of ammo to take it down, but you're in this area and you're being chased by it and you're just turning around and you're like shooting at it while you're running away. And yeah, the controls, ugh. Yeah, and the gameplay yep. and the graphics don't look great anymore. I mean, it has not aged gracefully at all. 
But back in that time for that one moment, I thought for sure Tomb Raider was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and then came two, then came three, then came Revelations and then Chronicles and Curse of the Sword and the Prophecy and Angel of Darkness. And and at that point, those that was the PS2 and Xbox uh you know, um, era and man, they were just mailing, mailing it in. They were, uh, they were yeah. uh, like, here, here's a new engine. Let's just throw some new graphics and, uh, oh fuck, we've really messed up. So I do recall Tomb Raider legend on the 360 and PS3 being something people were really excited about and, and people really loved. I remember briefly playing that. I never finished it. Like I'd finished the original Tomb Raider. That's, I think honestly looking at the entire list, that's the only game I played through, but yeah. that was because, I was a Saturn fan and I had to like show everybody up and say like, look at how great this is, you know? And, um, and yeah, it's God, I can't recommend it. I don't think anyone should go back and play it. I I'm wondering if that Tomb Raider anniversary that came out in 07, is that like a remake or a, a, a like a reboot of the original? I honestly couldn't tell yeah, you, but I have no idea, but dude, it was there. It was a thing. And I don't know. I thought it was something cool to talk about. And it was kind of funny, like the, the story and how, how this, this series evolved into what it is now on the next gen consoles. And it's still around. And yeah, that's pretty cool. And, and Tomb Raider Anniversary is totally a remake um, of the original. Awesome. Okay. But, uh, but uh, yeah, Tomb Raider was like one of the big franchises in the late 90s you had you had mario you had master chief and you had lara croft like those were yep. kind of you know uh kind of like the big things back then um i i never got into the series um i was always like nerds just like this because of the pixelated boobs is that what's going on here? um <laughs> could be it because, was a pretty groundbreaking game though outside yeah. of the, the the polygon boobies yeah so uh it's just not one that i ever got into i did finish rise of the tomb raider on ps4 and i, I thought it was a perfectly good game it was a solid b plus you know nice. um it was it, it, you know it was obviously a very big budget game there are a lot of those like there are a lot of those things that i hated where it's like in order to keep you invested they're like tap this button 50 times in order to pick up this rock or whatever and i was like this is stupid knock this off but <laughs> it, it had like really good uh like uh, uh combat mechanics like when you're especially like the bow and arrow like you could run around and jump off a cliff as lara croft and then just you know in midair turn around slow down time and fucking whap somebody between the eyes with an arrow you know it's it's really great so i would I, I haven't played shadow yet um but uh, i would imagine it's more of the same which is a good thing you know yeah and hey it's it's out there for free now if you want to gobble it up and give it a shot i mean maybe, maybe we could uh have some discord chat or maybe even bring it up in the forums like hey anybody playing shadow the tomb raider and treat it like a book club we'll, we'll get together and report our progress each week right okay. on maybe not so all right so it is time then for the last question dear lord and josh we're gonna go back to the late 90s that that far gone era of weird cd consoles and you know mascot characters that are long forgotten i want it's you silly. to i want you to talk about or tell me about a forgotten late 90s mascot or franchise that you want to see come back for a big budget return oh my gosh okay so we've seen the guyana sisters They've got a some for some reason someone's like we need to remake this. We've even seen the ungodly Bubsy the Bobcat back. You know <laughs> yeah. what? You know 
you know who we really need, who this gaming universe really needs to be the mascot to stand up for all Ouya lovers everywhere? Okay, maybe not. <laughs> That's right. It's Arrow the Acrobat. That motherfucker needs to come back, save the video game world, and teach everyone what a real platformer is supposed to be like. I don't care if it's 2D, 2.5D, 3D, whatever. It's Arrow the Acrobat, Sunsoft, put that label on it, slap that son of a bitch on there, and I swear it'll sell a million copies. Done. Man, remember how many just fucking D-list mascot characters there were? You know, uh, there was a—I don't know if it ever came out, but there was going to be a game called Hose Nose and Booger or something like that. Yep. And, oh, geez, there's so many. There's Croc. Croc was out there. Croc uh, was out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, you're talking like late '90s, like that early 3D, like Bug. Yeah, yeah. And bug. Uh, Clockwork Knight, I think, was one. And Sega was like, "We're moving away from Sonic, and here's Knights, and here's Clockwork Knight, and here's yeah. this." And it's like, "Oh fuck, oh never mind, we're bringing back Sonic." <laughs> yeah. Tie the Tasmanian Tiger. And that's yeah. not a bad game. Yeah. That's actually. I'm game. just saying, there are all those games where you're just like, "Who? Know. Who now? What now?" Hey, you want to know who was probably potentially my very favorite? Awful mascot from the 90s. Who's that? For a video game. Awesome Possum kicks Dr. Machino's butt. God <laughs> damn, is that a perfect game? It's terrible, but it's awesome. Nice. So if you <laughs> want to uh, follow more of our stuff and talk about cheesy late 90s mascot characters, uh, go to mojomenace.com and check out the archives. We've got all sorts of content there uh, spanning back 15, 16 years. Uh, we also have forums, mojomenace.com slash forums. On the top of the forums page, if you want to chat with us on Discord, on the top of the forums page, there's a link to our Discord chat. So uh, come and hang out. We got a few new, uh, few new folks in the in the chat room last week after Josh's EverCon uh, event. Yeah. Um, uh, also, YouTube.com/slash/MojoMenace is where you can listen to all our nonsense, and then uh, on all these social medias, you can find us at MojoMenace. Josh, where can they find you? Well, if you'd like to continue the conversation with me on the Twitterverse, or if you'd like to discuss, hey, and by the way, I was doing my bingo card today. We got, I'm, I'm one square away, just one square away. Do you know what square was missing from this week's episode? What's that? Wand of Gamelon. Way to go, John. Huh. We got Ouya hit, we had Arrow the Acrobat, I said Bubsy twice, damn it. All right, <laughs> anyway... So if you want to continue that conversation with me on anywhere on the Twitterverse, anywhere, honestly, I'm, I'm usually the same handle pretty much everywhere. Just uh, give me an at Joshua, or sorry, Jesus, at underscore Joshua Turbo. Don't forget that underscore like I just did, because it's pretty gosh darn important or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. How am I going to sell T-shirts with that phrase on it if you fuck it up? Most important underscore on all the Internet. <laughs> all Bye. right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.